0: Chapter 22 of Hawaiian Sea Hunt Mystery by Andy Adams This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Peter Tomlinson Chapter 22 Checkout Don't look so worried, Sammy Momola said. The skin diver looked up at the disappointed faces. I didn't expect to bring up that box on my first dive. Give me a little more time. I do think I may have located it, though. "'Expressions of hope replaced the sad faces aboard the easy action. "'I need another tool,' Sammy said. "'A short bar, two or three feet long. "'If what I think is the box, it's jammed, "'and I can't free it without prizing it. "'What have you got?' "'Sammy was treading water, "'one hand resting lightly on the yule's gunwale. "'I look in the box, Biff said. "'While he was gone, Sammy told them what he had found below. "'That boat sure took a beating.' Everything in the cabin is smashed up. She's filled with sand and other sea trash. I had to chase some fish out, too, especially a small octopus. Didn't want it squirting its ink around, clouding my vision. I found what I think may be your box under a mound of sand and broken seashells. Couldn't pull it out, though. Any sign of...? No, Mr Mahanelli, no sign of the poor fellow who went down with her. Biff had returned, Will this do? He held up a metal bar about three quarters of an inch thick and thirty inches long. It was used to turn the engine over if its electric starter didn't work. Just the thing. Sammy reached up for it. Well, here I go again. Maybe I'll have better luck this time. The divers submerged again. All had been so interested in the divers' activities and report that they hadn't noticed the black falcon. It was Lee who spotted Perez Soto's boat. Look, Daddy called out. The Black Falcon had left its anchorage and moved over until it was only 200 feet from the easy action. Perez Sutter was watching every action aboard the yawl. "'Say one thing for that man,' Tom Brewster said. "'He doesn't give up until the final chance is gone. "'If he sees us bring up that metal box, "'he'll still try to get it away from us somehow.' "'I don't think he will,' Hank Mahanelli said. "'What do you mean?' Biff asked. "'You'll see,' Hank Mahanelli smiled mysteriously.' Another fifteen minutes went by. A steady stream of bubbles broke the surface. The diver was working. Thomas Brewster kept looking at his watch. Biff and Lee, lying on their stomachs, watched the area dotted with bubbles. Biff, looking up, noticed Madeira frantically winding up the anchor winch of the Black Falcon. Perez Soto was ready at the wheel, shouting at his henchman to hurry up. "'Hey, look at that,' Biff exclaimed. "'Looks like Perez Soto has changed his mind. He's in a hurry to get out of here.' And he was. The anchor of the Black Falcon was barely out of the water when Perez Soto jammed the throttle of the cruiser full speed forward, and the boat leapt away, leaving a high, foaming wake at its stern. "'Now I wonder what made him change his mind?' Tom Brewster asked. "'I think I know the answer to that. Look over there,' Hank Mahanelich said. They looked in the direction he was pointing. A low, grey boat was coming along at a racing clip. Huge numbers on its bow identified it. "'It's the Coast Guard Cutter!' Biff shouted. That's right, Biff, now watch. We may see some fun. The cutter was after the Black Falcon. The cruiser was fast, but no match for the Coast Guard cutter. She closed the gap between the boats rapidly. Perez Sato wasn't giving up, however. He tried manoeuvring, swerving the Black Falcon from one direction to another on a zigzag course. The people on the easy action heard the boom of a small cannon. Looking at the cutter, they saw a puff of smoke from its forward gun. Then they saw a splash as a shell dropped just in front of the falcon's bow. If it doesn't heave to now, the next projectile will be directed at the ship, Mr. Mayonelli said. But Perez Soto had had enough. He heaved to. The cutter came alongside, and two ghost guards, guns in hand, boarded her. I imagine our troubles with Perez Soto are at an end, Mr. Mayonelli said. This is your doing, Tom Brewster asked. Hank nodded his head. "'Kidnapping. I reported Perez Soto's having kidnapped Dr. Weber. "'He'll be dealt with harshly. "'One witness against him will be Takawato. "'He's recovering. "'It was Perez Soto who gave him that stab wound.' "'Well, you really did get around in Hilo, Mr. Maynelli,' Biff said. "'I don't like to leave any loose strings dangling. "'Incidentally, did Dr. Weber ever tell you "'how he happened to be abducted from his hotel room?' "'Hank asked Tom Brewster.' Yes, he did. He was talking to me when he felt a sharp point in his back. That was the call I took in Indianapolis, Biff. It was Perez Soto. With a sharp knife at his back and Perez Soto threatening to use the knife, there was nothing the doctor could do but obey instructions. They walked out of the porch entrance and through the garden to a waiting car. Madeira was the driver. Dr Weber smiled at the group. Perhaps I should have resisted, but I knew Perez Soto meant what he said. I went along like a quiet mouse. An idea occurred to Biff. He dashed below. He was back in a moment. He held out his hand to Dr. Weber. I just remembered this doctor. It was the doctor's tobacco pouch and pipe. Bless you, my boy. Missing my pipe was the worst torture I endured during my entire captivity. A shout came from the side of the yawl. "'You people up there still interested in a metal box?' "'It was the diver. Think this could be it?' "'The Hawaiian diver held an oblong object above his head. "'Biff leaned over the side and took it from his hands. "'It was encrusted with barnacles, bits of shell and slimy green seaweed. "'It was a metal box. Biff handed it to his father. "'Get a screwdriver, Biff. We'll have to pry the lid open.' Everyone watched tensely as Thomas Brewster worked the screwdriver under the lid of the box. A small lock held it shut. Finally, the lid sprang open. Inside was a loose, dust-like substance, hardened in spots where seawater had leaked in. There was also a damp piece of paper. This is it. It's got to be. Take a look, Dr. Weber. The doctor dipped his hand in the box. He fingered the powdery substance. He nodded his head. I can't tell you how this will run yet. I'll have to test it. But, well, I think we've really got something here. Thomas Brewster and Biff were poring over the map. The field's well marked. Won't be any trouble locating it if this sample proves out to be high grade. The doctor was looking at the pilot. Young man, could you fly me back to Honolulu? Sure. Only take an hour or so. Well, Tom, I'd like to get back to my hotel. All my equipment is there. I can test this sample immediately. I want to. Is it all right with you, Henry, if I steal your plane and pilot? Certainly, doctor. We'll all go back to Hilo by boat. Well, then, when you get there, look for a message from me. I'll have run my tests long before you get back by boat. Then I'm off. I'm due at an international scientific convention in Switzerland early next week. I'll have to leave Honolulu before you get back. The doctor shook hands all round. His last words to the group were, Thanks for my pipe, young man. Biff grinned in reply. It was hard to believe that this was the same old man who had been carried aboard not long ago. The doctor boarded the plane, and in five minutes it was out of sight, winging its way to Hawaii. Tom Brewster took the tiller of the easy action. Lee was at the anchor winch, Biff at the mainmast, and Hank Maynelli at the mizzen. Hoist away, Tom Brewster sang out as he felt the anchor pull free. Sails rattled up their masts. The wind caught them and the easy action was put on a course for Hilo. It was a pleasant sail. Everyone was relaxed. There was little conversation. All were happy to loll about the deck, resting from their recent near escapes from violence and storm. It was night by the time Mr Brewster headed the yawl for a dock in Hilo Bay. The boat was tied up and in half an hour the party entered their hotel. As good as his word, there was a message waiting from Dr. Weber. Sample proves out cesium in purest state discovered thus far in world. Looks like a sky blue find. Tom Brewster handed the message to Biff. Biff read it and smiled at his father. Why sky blue, Dad? Dr. Weber's mild little joke. Cesium means sky blue because that's how it shows up on a spectrum test. The boy and his father stood silent for a moment, enjoying this moment of complete peace. Dad, Biff said, this was supposed to be a vacation for mum and the twins. Can we still make it one for the whole family? Have them fly over here and explore this beautiful island? Explore, Biff. Haven't you had enough adventures for now? I'll have them come over, but for the rest of our stay it's going to be nothing but fun and frolic. You agree? Check, Dad. Check. End of chapter 22 Recording by Peter Tomlinson End of Hawaiian Sea Hunt Mystery by Andy Adams